Welcome back to the Manga Revolution Podcast, your home for the best in-depth commentary on the anime and manga industry. I'm your host, Kevin, and with me today is Rock. How are you, Rock? Doing great as always, Kevin. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you, and I, it's an exciting time of the year. We're, we're at, in December, so that means our top tens are coming out, so that's kind of <laughs> what we're going to be doing today. With uh, Today's episode, we're actually going to be covering our top ten manga of 2021. Uh, so uh, Rock and I each have a different list, and so we haven't shared our list yet with each other, so it's going to be a surprise to each, each of us of what chose and everything, so... That's kind of how we're going to be doing it instead of doing one comprehensive list because uh, those are <laughs> it's already difficult enough doing the top 10 individually, right. but like trying to argue about what makes a top 10, uh. like which manga series was was a nightmare. So Rock and I decided <laughs> let's just each have our own top 10. So that's what we're going to do today. But um, before we get into all like our list and stuff, I just want to do some quick housekeeping uh, for. Uh, so as always, you could follow the Manga Revolution podcast on any podcast service like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast and wherever you get podcast services. And then you could also follow more of our work at concrevolution.com, where we have a bunch of articles on like sales and on manga um, and also the comic book industry and stuff like that. So you could check out our reviews and features there. And then we could, you could also follow the Manga Revolution podcast on Twitter at the Manga Podcast and the Concrete Revolution at CB Revolution. And then, and then for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at the Kevin Lainus and also on Instagram at KevinL07. Rock, where could we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rock2K's Revolution. Awesome. Now, so before we get into like our official top 10s, I wanted to do a quick spotlight on some manga that maybe didn't make our top 10, but we still wanted to mention. Um, so I'm going to call this segment like the outside looking in. Um, so just rock. Is there any manga that you didn't make your quite top 10, but you still enjoyed reading this uh, this year? No, I I don't have two like you do. Instead, I kind of wanted to do give you a manga that I read for the first time this year that I thought was amazing. All right. Instead, and I couldn't include it in the list. So I wanted to give it a little shout out here. Galaseum. I read it on the Azuki app. Galaseum is by Yasushi Baba, and it is basically a science fiction slash wrestling slash political parody. It's amazing. It is awesome. It is over the top. All the characters are like these jacked up Arnold Schwarzenegger like characters, and the and the action is just crazy. It is so much fun. It. It is just, it's an absolute blast to read. Totally recommend. It's worth going back and reading. It's not that long, Kevin. There aren't that many uh, volumes. I want to say it's around, you know, between six and 10 volumes. It's, it's not a huge commitment, but you can uh, check it out on the Zuki app. It's definitely worth, definitely worth reading. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Kevin, before or not. Uh, no, I haven't. So, so is it mostly just another like sports manga type thing of? Uh, no, it's uh, more uh, like, um, it's more like, I mean, imagine if you took, you know, one part Fist of North Star, one part Kanikuman, and one part JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and mixed them all together, you would get this this series. It's it's just crazy, crazy. But it's it's uh, if you like action, it's it's definitely you'll like oh, it. Nice. And the art's really cool. It's kind of like that that really nice, overly muscular dude yeah, yeah, artwork. Yeah. Very action heavy. It's 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 worth <laughs> checking out. You like that kind of stuff? Definitely read it. It is. It's six volumes total. Okay. So super easy to read. 
Okay, and so is it complete? Like you could read a complete on the on the yep. Zuki app. Okay, nice. Yep, yep. You can read the whole thing on the Zuki app. All right, cool. I've been wanting to find more stuff to read on there for sure to make the subscription worth it for me. Um, so that's definitely right. something right. I just put on on that list. So, yeah, for me, I think nice. one of the manga that I that's just on my outside looking in is really Jujutsu Kaisen by uh, Genji uh, Akutami. I think we talked about it la- last time where Jujutsu Kaisen is like the top selling manga of this year. Yeah. Um, even beating out Demon Slayer, but and I thought that this year because I I discovered it this year with the anime, um, mm-hmm. so I read through a lot of it, and I think when I take my entire reading experience of just catching up the entire series, so I did read the entire series up to the most recent chapter. I would say maybe it would crack my top ten, but I'm just like again, we're just judging it by the chapters that were released this year, and like taking yep. a look at those chapters, the first six months were actually very still consistent. It was consistently doing well, but I feel like with Jujutsu Kaisen just started like waning once it came back from its break because uh, Genji took took a break because, for some health reasons but I feel like ever since he's returned it hasn't hit the same level as as it once was like with the the, the first six months of the year um, and I don't feel like these last what five 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 and a half months ha- hasn't been like the strongest which again happens to I think almost all manga like there's always going to be yep. one story arc that is more set up and it doesn't hit as strongly as like the previous ones especially when you have like a manga uh, story arc like Jujutsu Kaisen just had earlier this year where so much big stuff happened you don't know where characters are you gotta then you gotta slow things down and I think that's where Jujutsu Kaisen is right now where it's like it has to slow things down start developing more characters after all the insanity that just happened and unfortunately like with that it came with like stuff that like questionable decisions some art art that looks art that looks rushed it doesn't look as high quality as like when we get those big chapters um so I think it's just in like Jujutsu Kaisen is in this low period right now and hopefully like as we go into the new year it's going to get back to like all the crazy stuff that we know about. And so hopefully, like, like I said, and hopefully all this setup will be worth it. And it's just unfortunate, like because of all the setup that it has to go through right now that I'm not enjoying it as much as I was when, like before he took his break. Yeah, I know that completely agree. That's absolutely spot on fair criticism. I've, I have, I I touch on it on my list, but uh, it has not been, um, I've been reading it for the past two years and I think it, it, was was stronger in in 2020 yeah. than it was in 2021 yeah 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 and, I yeah and definitely like with the anime that's how i got interested in it and it's definitely like just been it's been a fun reading experience still and i think mm-hmm. maybe next year i could see it becoming like cracking my top 10 and probably being oh yeah with how with the stuff that it's setting up it's just that this year it feels like a setup year for it because like and this is something that almost every manga goes through really like it, there's always gonna be a Absolutely. year especially when they have so much crazy chapters go on and on mm-hmm. and like Decisions made because I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it here because I want to people to still read it because I think it's still worth <laughs> worth reading, um, right? But, and the anime hasn't caught up to those those moments, so I don't want to spoil spoil anything. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think once he gets out of the mode of setting the next big things up, um, I think it'll probably be a, again return to what I w- I was looking for with this series and enjoying before these last five months. Totally agree. I would expect yeah. a a stronger twenty twenty two. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I think for my other one that I, I, I've actually started enjoying more recently, it's Blue Box. Um, I know we reviewed it uh, oh, yeah. like the first couple of chapters. Um, I actually uh-huh. continued reading it. And I think one thing that I'm not sure it's anywhere close to my top 10, but I've started really enjoying the most recent chapters because I think it, uh, Koji Miura has found it like a good balance between like the slice of life and the sports part of it. Because especially mm-hmm. like when he, he's focusing more on like the sports aspect of it, of like especially like 
making badminton like really interesting because I would never think that badminton would be interesting. So, um, but <laughs> no. like just just like uh, just like Prince of Tennis or any like other sports manga, like he right. does a very good job of getting into the mentality of it and finding like rival characters for your main character. And I think now that he's actually dug into that stuff with, with the series that he's really finding his group. So that way it like, it's just not a romance uh, manga that I think like, especially like the first half dozen to dozen chapters were about is like really the romance of the two main characters. And now that he's not, not necessarily gotten away from it because he has introduced like a love triangle really now with the, with the series and stuff like that. But I think now that he's focusing more on the sports aspect of his series, I think that's really what's made it stronger. And I think actually Blue Box has that potential of becoming even bigger now that it's starting to find a good balance and uh, of of what it wants to be with slice of life plus sports so right so yeah, I, I recommend right. if you're you're into like slice of life manga and like some sport um like that's mixed with some sports i, I do recommend checking it out and seeing because it, it, ha- it has those elements and i think it's, it's getting it's been getting better especially like i would say like the last 15 or so chapters so um it's cool yeah so uh those are I, had, really like the- I had dropped off that title yeah. after we did it for the podcast yeah uh but now that you you know tell me it's it's getting even better i might have to I might have to hop back yeah. on then yeah again i think it's still focused on the slice of life aspect so if you're into like slice of life manga i think it's a it's a good one to get into um especially if um you, you that that's kind of the genre that you're into because like, i think it does a good job with mixing into sports so like it doesn't keep it so you're just bored with the romantic comedy aspect of it nice yes. all right awesome well uh let's just move on into our top 10 well, so before we move on i just want oh, to yeah. say my second title i'm just gonna put it out here kevin and it's not the one that would have missed my list. It's one that Kevin wouldn't allow on my list. So I'm going to give it a shout out for right now. It's Kanikuman. He would have been number one. <laughs> he would have been the number one for 2021. If Kevin let me put manga yeah. that didn't get published in America, it would be number one. This year, <laughs> Kevin brought us the climactic tag team combination, finally, for the first time ever, of Kanikuman Super Phoenix and Kanikuman Big Body. Yeah. Yes, that's right. They joined forces. <laughs> it's like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man teaming right. up. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> Just had to get a little shout out there, Kevin. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, and actually that get, gets into what like our, that gets into what our top ten is because. Uh, one thing that Rock and I had discussed was just um, with our top 10 list, we're only basing it off st- stuff that was released here in the United States, just because we right. wanted to make sure that it's stuff that's available yeah. for, for purchase, either like through a yep. stream, like one of the streaming services like Azuki or, or Viz Media, or like you could go to Barnes and Noble and purchase it as well, or like right. on Comixology and stuff like that. So that way, again, you, you could easily fi- find these because again, you uh, if we included all the other ones that are in Japan, that's a lot more digging <laughs> and stuff like that. That's uh, <laughs> Um, and it plus it, it makes it more challenging for us to actually uh, choose yes. what are the top 10, just because, again, we want to make sure that like we could recommend, say, hey, go to Barnes and Noble, go to yeah, Comixology and stuff like that to purchase the volumes. Because so a lot of the manga here you'll you'll find is that it's just based stuff that's already here released in the United States. Because, again, that's where, where we're at. So, um, yep. so yep. OK, so I, just the getting that preference out of that. Just getting getting that part out of the way. So, um, Rock, uh, <laughs> let's start with you. What what would you what was your number ten manga of the year? My number ten manga in the year was one you have already mentioned, Jujutsu Kaisen. It snuck into my top ten, Kevin. Barely snuck into it, but it did. It, it my take on it is very similar to what you said when you were commenting on your two manga who were on the outside looking in. Very much the same kind of take. I enjoy it. The artwork, when when 
Akutami, uh, uh, when uh, he's on his game, it's phenomenal. Okay, so when he is when he is really dialed in for the big moments and he's taking his time, the artwork is amazing. Akatami can deliver some very detailed, gorgeous, dynamic action scenes. And then on the scenes that don't matter as much or maybe the story arcs that don't matter as much, Kevin, what we've talked about before in the past, he kind of eases off the gas pedal. The artwork's not quite the same so there's a little bit of inconsistency i think the inconsistency kevin was a little more noticeable mm -hmm. this year in the story arcs that we got this year yeah. and so that you know that was kind of a nitpick and then i think the stories in general just like what you said i think when he came back from his break i, I just don't think he has built up the same amount of momentum yeah. that he had cooking before the break that yeah. he took and I think he'll get there, and I think we're going to see it in 2022. So, to just did enough, Kevin, to squeak into the number 10 spot for me. I do like this title, even though I think it was more entertaining maybe yeah. uh, in 2020. Still, just enough to get into my into my top 10. Yeah, and I think the one thing with, with this year, I think maybe looking back on it once, like, Jujutsu Kaisen finishes up, and when it gets back to, like, one of the big story arcs, that maybe this year will look stronger in retrospect because of like yeah. the char character moments and slower moments that we're getting right now are going to feed into the bigger moments that we're kind of all expecting and i think mm -hmm. that that may make the 2021 like especially like these last like i mentioned five five months of chapters well well yeah. i will look back on it better than i am right now as reading it like weekly or like yeah or whenever it does I come agree. out so, so i think yeah. it's just like that calm before the storm really like and that's yes. what he's finding his group of like you could really tell that he is setting something up, some something up big, but he wants to, he wants the characters to breathe a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just unfortunately for me, like that's why it doesn't break into my top ten, just because I feel like I, I I'm not sure where everything's going, and yep. um, and I'm not sure if I'm enjoying where it's like where I think it's going, <laughs> where it may be going. Right. Um, but one thing right. I will give Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's been a consistent thing since the beginning of the series, is that it has that cool factor as it well. It does. Like. like Yes, when you look does. when you look at it and and you could tell that that is one of the reasons why it's such a popular manga series because it does have like when oh. uh, Akatami's on his game like it has like it just radiates cool like not, and not it many does. like even even like the most popular manga like My Hero Academia and stuff like that mm -hmm. it doesn't have that same mm -hmm. cool factor it just has the excitement nope. like it has some excitement and stuff like that of what's going on but when you look at Jujutsu Kaisen and you just see it on a shelf it stands out because of that of that fact absolutely 100 percent. i should tell people it is from viz media so you can get it at barnes and nobles if you want the print volume yeah. or you can get it on the shonen jump app if you want to read it you know online it comes out whenever it yeah. comes out he's he's not really a weekly uh not really a yeah. weekly schedule yeah yeah and i think he, he he's been taking a couple breaks this year which i think is a good thing yeah. for him because absolutely I, we've we've discussed it over like putting out weekly content is not easy whatsoever, especially like oh. when like he's doing both the writing and artwork. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's incredibly tough. So I, I think it's always good when like these manga can't take a break and not have to yeah. do this in insane schedule that they already work on. Cause the, the schedule that they are on, it's not, it's not easy. And I don't, <laughs> I don't envy the schedule no. that they have to work on. No. Um, so. no. <laughs> All right. So um, for my number 10, it's going to um, be actually nine dragons ball uh, paradise it's the, hey! um, the so it's uh, a <laughs> it, it unfortunately ended this year um it started and ended it was a manga series that didn't go on for that very long but i actually en enjoyed it a lot and this was done by the uh 
actually a creative team with uh, Mika Yotsi, uh, Kamada, and Ashiba Fuki. It's uh, it's one of these manga series that it's not just one mangaka right doing it. It's like where we have kind of more like comic book style, of like one writer, one artist uh, working together. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that is one thing that I I've noticed this year is that like when you have one writer and artist, the artwork is a lot yep. stronger. And I feel like Nine Dragons yep. Ball Paradise, like from the very beginning, the artwork was very good. It had a defined art style. It, like it had that consistency that I'm looking for. Like when, mm-hmm. um, just not to like bag on like just the mangaka that do both the writing and art, but like sometimes because they have to focus on both of them, sometimes yep. like one suffers over the other. Um, and oh, I think w- with with this where they have one writer, one artist, uh, Kamara and uh, Fuki were able to both play to their strengths as um, in each each field. And I think that that is something that really helped uh, Nine Dragons Ball Paradise, even though it didn't catch on in popularity. I think the characters were well-rounded overall. I, I continue to, to root for the characters to get their, achieve their dreams. It's one of those sports yeah. mangas because it's based on baseball and baseball is one of my favorite sports. Mm-hmm. So you, you instantly won me over with that, like the baseball and then just with the characters themselves of like, you're rooting for the main character of Tama Zukita. Uh, you're constantly rooting for him and and his friends like there, there's a good sense of rivalry like that you find in any like when you're playing sports too so and i think that uh and trying to achieve your dream of getting onto like the professional teams and stuff like that i i think it overall did a really good job of building that and it really was disappointing that it didn't catch on with more more readers but it still was one of my favorite reads of the of the year that that, that is sad i was shocked that it ended so yeah. early i mean it was it it, it only got I think it got, I mean, a couple of months <laughs> that it was done. I was, yeah. I was surprised that it ended so quickly because it was really building up steam. I thought it was building up a real head of steam and was really just getting better and better. And the character work was better and better. And the story is getting more gripping and more gripping. And Kamada was getting all the various teams into place and the various characters into place and all their motivations and their goals. And it was really looking to to, to i i really thought he had a lot ahead of him yeah a lot of fertile ground ahead of him and it just kevin it just i mean it started in february 15 it ended by july 4 i mean yeah so it's like about it's about 20 chapters um yeah Yeah. 20 chapters uh it ended at um and i I think even uh, fugi as the artist too like you could tell like they were getting better as well in terms of like like, just bringing up the intensity of the baseball like the players Mm-hmm. and stuff like that and so i thought it was doing really well but unfortunately it just didn't catch on in popularity so but even nope. with, with the 20 chapters i think even with chapter the last, final chapter that we did get of it it did bring up like oh this world is going to continue even though we're we're not going to be revisiting it at, at all at least like right and that's kind of what you want from any i think a manga especially yep. when it ends early like hey you know what these characters are going to continue on and even though unfortunately we're not going to be able to read those <laughs> Um, but it's still, <laughs> right. it still was solid enough. And like, I had enough fun with it to like crack my top 10, um, absolutely for, for the year. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right, rock. Uh, how about your number nine? What is your number nine pick for top manga of this year? Well, Kevin, it was nine dragons ball parade. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had it number nine. I just, I just, I'm a big fan of baseball. It's one of, it's probably my, it's probably my most favorite sport. I love the, 
thinking man's aspect to baseball. I love the strategy. I find it to be the most complex of all the sports that are at least played in America. I can't speak to other countries that may have sports that I'm not exposed to, but I can just tell you by the ones I've been exposed to in this country, I find baseball to be the most complex. Uh, it, it is also, I find it to be the most physically difficult sport to play. Like I, I, I do think that pitching is one of the hardest athletic feats to do. And I think hitting off a good pitcher is also probably the single hardest athletic feat to do as well. So I find it the hardest sport to play from an athletic standpoint. I find it to be the hardest sport to play from a mental standpoint and its complexities and its nuances really have always spoken to me. So a baseball manga is always going to get my attention. And I think that Kamada really captured the essence and the spirit of what makes baseball so great. And that should not be surprising. The Japanese take baseball very, very seriously. I would say even more seriously than America does. And uh, I say they take it even more seriously from a philosophical standpoint than even the Caribbean countries like the Dominican Republic, Cuba, and Puerto Rico, where it's very popular. It may be more passionate in those countries, but it's not as philosophical as it is how Japan views it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause I like, we've, we've had a lot of big Japanese players come over here. Like yeah. Ichiro is probably my, yep. my, by far my favorite him and Hideo oh, yeah. Hideo Nomo because of like, I'm a Dodgers fan. So um, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously I love him. And, but like, yeah, we, we've had a big, bigger Japanese um, player market here that come over after playing there for a few years. So yeah, you're, you're right. At, yep. at baseball is one of the, one of the biggest sports uh, in the country. Yeah. And I think that Kamada really captures the Japanese obsession and uh, viewpoint of the sport so yeah. well. And mm. the way that Kamada broke down the various tactics and strategies in baseball, but made it interesting for yeah. even a reader who maybe is into the sport was so well done. And on top of that, not just, it's not that that commodity just got lost in the strategies of baseball. He also sprinkled in really, really good character work, some great comedy. I just yeah. like the, the, how each character on the team brought their own unique skill set and personality quirk and that all these very different characters mesh together so well to form such a cohesive team it just was really well done i was yeah. legitimately surprised kevin that it la- that it got yeah. kibosh so fast i yeah I, when you when you saw really that, unfortunate that, when you saw the end at the very like, final chapter you're like yeah. oh really we're ending here dang yeah yeah because it did yeah you feel like i was one of those manga that you wanted to continue and you're like yes it, it could it, it, it's has that content where you could even see like an anime coming out of it and stuff like that. Absolutely. But you're like, you're like, dang, it, it didn't get to that level. Yep. So it's, it's just unfortunate, but, um, yep. but again, it's still for it to reach your number nine. That's actually speaks a lot. Well, well to it, like even with just 20 chapters this year. So, so for my number nine, it's actually another manga series that unfortunately started and ended this year as well, but I really enjoyed, which was candy flurry. Um, oh yeah. It went on for, for 19, it went on for 19 chapters. And it was by, uh, yep. Ipon Tago. Takaguchi and uh, uh, Santana Mitarashi. Um, and yeah, just overall, I think this was a for a debut manga, especially uh, for Ipon. Um, it was a great debut for him um, in terms of like right away mm-hmm. developing the characters, introducing characters that are enjoyable, have that ha- has that nice mix of uh, action comedy um, with it. And then like just having like a strong female character because we don't I feel like we don't see that very often in terms of like the shonen 
um shonen manga like uh that are appearing in like at least for viz um so and i like that like he focused on a female character and then the world in general was just kind of like that my hero academia inspired where you're starting to see more of that super like the superhero aspect of like people having superpowers um and it's not just like energy levels and stuff like that this is more just like a superpower base of um and then just having the unique setup of that all these superpowers are based on some sort of sweets like like the main character has a lolly like it create like yeah. giant lollipops and stuff like that and yeah. she even has like some baseball <laughs> baseball inspired moves like and speaking yeah, on yeah. Like dragon's baseball uh, she does yep. a lot of baseball stuff um with, with her powers and so and i i just overall just enjoyed the world the two main characters for this uh the uh, sumugi minase and misaki midori they were like i found that like, they had a great balance and i had uh great chemistry mm-hmm. with, with each other um and just overall i think that this is a great example of of right out of the gate the, the writing and artwork were very strong like yep. with uh yep. santa uh, santa mitarashi i think this was probably one of the best looking manga that we got this year um mm-hmm. and it had that consistent because it had that consistency of like the art- artist was handling one and then the, we had epon with the writing and just out of the gate i think this was especially like as a debut manga and like just coming at um usually with mo- most manga series we see that like the style is usually refined over time like, oh yeah like the yeah. that the the art style that you get at the very first chapter is not going to be the mm-hmm. same that you get like in, in chapter 100. And there's like, usually yeah. the mangaka world are going to like develop their art style because mm-hmm. they're, again, they're handling both jobs, but because Santa was able to um, focus completely on the artwork, it felt like a finished product when you open that first chapter. And then it just continues on that same consistency throughout the like 19 chapters that it got this year. Um, and overall, I think this just made me a fan of both, both of them. And like, whether they work together or not, I'm going to look forward to what they, whatever they do. And I think this series just, again, just did a good job of introducing me to new creative talent that I hope hopefully will get an, another chance to do an ongoing manga uh, in the future. Right. I, I, we, I, we read this for uh, the podcast. We did mm-hmm. the new manga podcast and this is one of the ones we sampled and I liked it. I didn't stay on, but it wasn't because I didn't like it. It's just because I have so many titles that I read. It's like, you know, it's kind of, I just I'm so overwhelmed by so much content, Kevin, that mm-hmm. there are even some that you know, I yeah. like Blue Box, for example. I was like, hey, this guy has potential, but I, I dropped off only because it's like I have so much time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Flurry had was was nice art. Um, it, it is good art. And just because I didn't continue on doesn't mean I you know didn't like it. It just. Yeah, I just have so much. <laughs> oh yeah no no i totally agree like there's plenty of manga that plenty of manga that same thing because we have comic books we got stuff on netflix yep. to watch and stuff like that so it's totally understandable i just even i kept going on with it it's one series that just i i just found it very like attracted to you like right away um yeah. like i said I, th- I thought there was a good balance with two main characters and uh overall like the characters that were constantly being introduced i thought it was fun like the ending was a, the ending was rushed, but it like you could tell like at least maybe they got an right. advance warning that hey, chapter nineteen is yeah. going to be the final one, so you could kind of tell that they're like let let's wrap up the story the main story, right. and that's yeah. kind of what they did with it. Uh, they didn't feel like it came as a surprise where like hey you're at getting axed after uh after ni- chapter nineteen <laughs> comes out. It did definitely feel like they got advance warning. They were able to yeah. like at least somehow ra- wrap up some of the main story didn't wrap up cleanly because obviously it's only 19 chapters that they got so yeah it's not um, much it's not much but basically kevin what you're telling me is as we've gone through your number 10 and your number nine titles in your list so far basically mangaka across the world need to pray and hope that kevin does not like their manga (laughs) because if he likes your manga you get canceled 
Hey, you know what? Is that what I'm taking away from this, Kevin? Maybe, but <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna still be a fan of the those. I'm not gonna uh, let the editors and everybody canceling my favorite stuff be be what keeps it out of my top ten. So you know what? I still enjoyed it. This is all the stuff that I enjoyed. But anyways, yeah. So Rock, what was your number eight manga of the year? Uh, my number eight, I went with Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin. This one is from Shweisa. We got it over here through Viz Media, of course, and you can read it. it they have the print volumes, but you can also read it on the digital uh, Shonen Jump app as well. This one is another short run. I think it has so far they have released two volumes in America. OK, so you can get volumes one and two already. It's it's a total of five volumes altogether. So um, I think uh, no, I apologize. You can the only the first volume is out in America right now. The second volume doesn't come out until uh, February of twenty twenty two. Anyhow, point is, this was a really cool manga by Rui Tamura. I just loved it. It was an offbeat, oddball manga. It essentially surrounds this Tokyo de- uh, police detective named Boyle. Samajima, and he's kind of like that very, you know, that very stereotypical loose cannon, hard-boiled noir police character. And he just he just breaks all the rules. And so he gets busted out of uh, Shinjuku, Tokyo, where he was, and sent to Agasawara um, Agasawara Islands, which is like, you know, middle of nowhere. It's like being sent to, you know, somewhere like some some small county in the middle of Nebraska, right, from uh, a big city uh, like Miami, I guess. That, that'd be an analogy for you. Um, and so he's kind of like, this sucks. But here he comes across a humanoid dolphin. That's right, a humanoid dolphin who's part of the, uh, the police force down there at the islands. His name is Orpheus F. Lipper. Get it, Flipper? <laughs> Come on! That's awesome! Uh. And... And, and Orpheus protects Chaka, who is this oracle of uh, the cult of the sea. She's And she has some strange abilities. And we need to protect her from these uh, sea uh, uh, marine themed gangsters that come to shore with these weird powers. You know, like one may be like octopus style and one may be squid style or whatever, you know, tuna style, whatever it is. Gangsters from the... Uh, from the ocean. It is awesome. It's a good combination of humor and action. It's a classic buddy story between uh, Samajima and Orpheus, where originally they're rivals, then they became they become friends. Like all good buddy, you know, movies like uh, Lethal Weapon, for example. That's how they all start, right? It's it, it's it's properly balanced between the action and the comedy. It's so much fun. It is crazy creative. The world is absolutely bonkers cool uh, all the characters are neatly themed and tomorrow is also really good with the artwork it's very clean it's very clean lines artwork it's very stylized it looks very good it's very polished art actually and it's pretty polished from the very beginning as well it's nicely detailed it always looks good it is just a great manga it's unfortunate that yeah, it ran from, uh, I read it on the Shonen Jump app, Kevin, from June 27, 2020 to June 21, 2021. So it basically yeah, got and, a year. Yeah, and you and, could also, uh, like, yeah. even though, like, there's two volumes, like, physical volumes out right here in the United States, you could read all yeah. the chapters in on the Viz Media app, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can read it all on the Shonen Jump app. So 
it's I wish it got a longer run. I think this world is rich enough and complex enough and crazy enough to warrant a longer run. But be that as it may, it wasn't it wasn't to be. But still, I would recommend it if you like action comedies that with really strange characters and bizarre settings, this is for you. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that's good. I know that that is definitely one manga I keep telling myself that I'm going to read and I got to get get to reading. Um, it's just one of those that unfortunately, like like Rock has said, I, there's so much right. out, out there that it's tough to get yeah. through all of it. And but I've, I've heard really oh, yeah. good stuff about it. And just a um, cover alone just kind of gets me gets me wanting to read it. And it does have it on my read list of so like everything that you're saying totally has it. So that maybe I'll read it before the end of the year um, and right. check it out and maybe. See see what it, what it's all about and why I've, I've actually had a couple of friends already recommend it to me as well. So I'm um, looking forward to reading it. Um, so for my number eight, um, and this might be a surprise to rock, but uh, I got Kaiju oh. number eight for my number eight spot. Oh, so, yeah. So all the way down the eight spot. Yeah, number, number eight <laughs> spot. Yeah. Um, like Kaiju number eight this year has just been very interesting because like it, it's continued to be strong in terms of just like mm-hmm. overall plot with the Kaijus. Um, and yes. I'm very invested in what's going on with that. And like the characters that we've been introduced to this year has all been great from like Captain of the First Division to like uh, General Sal and stuff like that. Like all these characters are super interesting. The one thing that has, I feel like now, what I think maybe for the last dozen chapters or so, kept it back and maybe dropped it on my list where like before maybe like the summer, it was yep. probably at the top of one of my top mangas. But now it's like yep. at number eight because of Kafka's character, like our main character, Kafka. Like, I yeah, feel like yeah, sure. we're just getting into a, like, continuous circle of of the same type of character arc that he's going through. And it's not yes. the, it's not the well-developed as he was being, like, in the initial run and, like, like even going into this year and going into the summer. But um, I feel like we're just in a repetitive cycle with, with the main, our main character and really what's lifting up Kaiju number eight and why I'm still invested in it and why I still really enjoy it is all the characters around him are much more interesting right. yeah. and like what their yeah. what their stories are what their powers are and how they're the challenges that with the kaijus are coming up and all that stuff is really what's keeping me invested in the world and unfortunately it is the main character that's kind of feels like it's keeping it down from reaching this full potential and like i definitely want that to improve and um why it's at my number eight spot whereas like if you gave it to me like back in July and told me, Hey, where's Kaiju number eight on your favorite yeah. mangas? It probably would have been like actually top two or three for me. But like, I think these yeah. last dozen or so chapters has kind of brought it down just because like Kafka's character isn't as interesting to me as it, he once was. But like I said, yep. the most recent insane chapters that we've gotten is just awesome. Uh, like with General Isao and then like uh, um, with the captain of the first division and even um, uh, some of Kafka's friends and stuff like that that we met in in the first division um, yep. has been really good. And then just the artwork in general, I think Kaiju Number Eight has some of the best artwork with Matsumoto. Really, like even though oh, some of his yeah. character work isn't like isn't top notch, his artwork is, and it's like really like some of the best artwork you're going to find in any manga series. Especially when he gets into the high action, I think he does does action better than almost anybody um, mm-hmm. that's going currently on for for manga series. So I think the artwork really lifts it up. The side characters really lift it up. That are feeling like they're even way more interesting than Kafka himself. So I think all that stuff is equating to Kaiju number eight still being one of my favorite mangas that I'm 
looking forward to reading every week, but it's just hopefully like going into 2022, uh, Matsumoto like recognizes, hey, I need to figure out how to better interpret Kafka's character, better develop him. And just so that way he's, I'm not constantly running in the same cycle of like, oh, he's, he can't activate his kaiju powers or he's struggling with it and stuff like that. And I think that's, that, that is hopefully in 2022 what he improves on. Yep. I agree. So. So yeah, so I and uh, Rock will pro- uh, probably has more to say, but I'm sure he's uh, keeping that <laughs> close to his vest for Kaiju number eight. So, um, right. so I'll I'll let him stay silent a little bit on that. So, but uh, <laughs> Rock, what, what was your number seven? So we'll we'll just move on to that. Again, Kevin, I'm right behind you. It's Kaiju oh, number eight. There That's you go. Seven. There you <laughs> go. Number seven. Wow. There you go. <laughs> we seem to be following a pattern here, don't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Kaiju number is my number seven title. Uh, Matsumoto is um, is doing his, for me. It's Matsumoto's artwork that carries the day. Of course, Kaiju number eight. You can get this on the Shonen Jump app. That's how I've been reading it. I believe Kevin, the first volume of Kaiju number eight just got released this month in the States. So you can definitely run out and buy the first volume. I don't think the second volume comes out until like April of next year in the States. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, just the first volume came out here in the United States in terms of physical volume where you could go like Barnes and Noble or a comic book shop uh, last week. And then the, the second volume is going to come out on April 5th. But then, yeah. uh, like Rocket has said, you could read all the chapters right now on the like the v- yep. Viz Media subscription app. Yep, that's how I get it. I, I, I read it on the Shonen Jump app. It's great. It does not come out weekly. Matsumoto tends to take some breaks here and there, which, again, is fine. His artwork is so phenomenal that I am perfectly fine with him taking breaks in order to deliver quality artwork and that is one thing you will get i think kevin with kaiju number eight is you are going to get very consistent artwork on this title some of the other manga titles on our top 10 list i think the artwork goes up and down up and down based on the story arc and uh, based on what's going on within the individual chapters not so with kaiju number eight. he really he dials it in on a consistent basis He's going to give you everything he's got, his whole heart and soul with his artwork. It's the Achilles heel continues to be the character work for me, in particular with the main character, Kafka. So my criticism with it is the exact same as yours. And that <laughs> is why it's number seven on my list, despite yeah. the fact that it's things that would normally appeal to me. It's about Kaiju. It's got amazing art. It's action heavy. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that normally would tend to make a manga much higher on my list. But it's down at number seven because Kafka's character has really suffered uh, Matsumoto has effectively ignor- ignored his character, Kevin, for multiple story arcs, it feels like. He has done nothing with his character. He has, and, and I think it's important to shine the spotlight on your supporting cast. You know, it's very important, and I agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's always about the main character. You know, with this Peter Parker, he's always been my favorite character in the Marvel Universe. Does he have an amazing supporting cast? No doubt. One of the best you'll find in comics. But the spotlight always shines on Petey, right? Because you got to build his character up right to make all the supporting cast effective. And I think that Matsumoto has gone too far in building up the supporting cast while effectively ignoring Kafka and his character growth has really been stunted. Yeah. And he needs to, we need to dial back in 
and focus more on Kafka and really flesh out his character a little mm. bit more because right now it's very one note. Mm. It's I can't activate my power. I cannot activate my power. I want to be a good member of the defense force, but I can't activate my power. It's 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 too basic. We need to really start fleshing out his character a little bit more than what we've gotten right now. Yeah, and I think it's something that is just not a uh, problem for Kaiju number eight. I think a lot of mangas suffer this as well when it like is those growing pains with how you want to position your main character as not o- o- yep. like OP, um, but you know that he's uh, extremely right. powerful. And I think that's kind of where uh-huh. it feels like maybe Matsumoto wrote himself into a box with, with Kafka's character because as soon as he becomes Kaiju number eight, he is the like yeah. possibly like the strongest character in the series um, sure. in terms of like the good right. guy side. And like you can't just have Kaiju number eight appear in every single time like just to decimate because then there would be no there would be no sense of worry. So I think right. Matsumoto does really need to figure out how he wants to portray Kafka's character uh, just moving forward, because if, if he d- does find that good balance with Kafka's um, work, uh, character arc, it's going to just make this manga so much stronger. And where it kind of, I think for both of us was at the b- last year when it debuted last year, um, it's going to mm-hmm. be like, again, back to being one of the top mangas once he figures that out. And it's just one of those unfortunate things of like, it's just growing pains for the, for the series overall. Yeah. Yep. I have faith. I have faith it'll turn around. <laughs> yeah. And then for me, and really, I think for me was a surprise this year that I didn't expect to re- uh, enjoy as much as I have with uh, is Boruto Naruto the Next Generation. Um, oh yeah. I've, I've mentioned this in I think in the past with when it comes to Boruto, I didn't really enjoy this uh, series when it first started just because I didn't enjoy the main character. I thought he was just too annoying. Um, mm-hmm. And especially as being such a big Naruto fan, I got my one of my Naruto shirts wearing right now for the podcast. That, um, <laughs> you won't see because it's not a video podcast, but um, I really love Naruto. But and then I found just like they didn't really do a good job with the initial impressions I got of his kid. Um, sure. And so it took me a while and I almost like actually just gave up on Boruto because I was like, you know what? I'm done with Naruto and I'm fine with um not not continuing on with the sequel because I'm just not enjoying the, the main character himself. But I, I did come back this year and started reading it again because I, I heard about it getting much better. And I think it has gotten better with uh, Masai, uh, Kishim- uh Kishimoto has actually come back to the series as the writer because um, before mm-hmm. um, last in last year in November, uh, he actually took over with chapter 52 from Ukiyo uh, Kurachi, who I think was starting to pick up um, at the end of at the end of the year he was starting to really get into a groove of what the series is about and um and but kishimoto kishimoto uh he he returned with chapter 52 um last year um and took over writing because he was just basically uh like creative he was helping out with like the story beats and stuff like that of like the plot uh, 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 but right. then he decided to take over with chapter 52 and uh mikio ikimoto he stayed on as the artist and still is the artist right now so uh kishimoto is just handling the the writing duties and i think that that really is helping him flesh it out and then i think he's breaking a lot of stuff that i knew in naruto this year um and i think he's doing it in a really good fun way that is like you know what it's this isn't like living up to the next generation part of it it's um and we can't just um let the elements from naruto be what holds it like that holds us back that we're um with with this world we got to let this be Boruto story and you you really feel that with uh the chapters that we've gotten this year with um with the story really focusing on Boruto and then the Kawaki which um I think has been a really great 
character that he's brought in and developed over this past year because um, for those that might not know Boruto actually started off with like a time jump to the uh to sometime in the future where we saw Boruto and Kawaki as like 16 17 year olds fighting each other and it seems like Naruto's dead and stuff like that but we don't know that it's just like that's kind of what's been teased in that uh, flash forward and then this entire story that we've gotten in Boruto so far both in the manga and anime has been like those what's been happening in the past, developing the characters. And now that we're getting closer to that timeline, getting like actually developing all the stuff with Boruto and Kawaki, uh, I think it's really found a really good groove and Boruto's really getting interested in. I'm glad that I got back to the manga because I don't think I could go watch the anime right now because it's like already 200 something episodes in. I'm just like, I can't put myself And like uh, Boruto comes out, (laughs) Boruto, like the manga itself comes out monthly right now. Um, So it's like once a month, check in and stuff like that and i'm really enjoying that because it's doing a really good job challenging a lot of stuff that you know as a naruto fan and being like initially i i want to get angry at it because it's like why are you doing that to my favorite characters from the original series you can't do that but then once i sit down and think about it i'm just like you know what that's a really cool development that's getting me interested in what is going to happen next and i think that's always a good thing for any series to have is like where you're challenging your reader to think of what's going to happen next and having that mystery of it. And so I think uh, Shimoto has done a really good job this year of doing that. Nice. So Yeah. This is a series I don't read. So uh, that's yeah. interesting to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you were, you never read really Naruto, right? I read it, but man, I, I stopped. I took like, um, I read it from the beginning to for a couple of years and then I missed a year, huh. you know, and I just, you, you know how it is. Yeah. It's like with One Piece. I, I read that from the beginning for several years, and then I missed like a year or two. And then it was just like, I, it, you just become overwhelmed by mm-hmm. the task ahead of you, and you, you just, you pull it off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, and that's understandable. It's like, it's definitely intimidating to get back into just because so much, like you could miss, like you said, a year, and that's really like 52 chapters, and you're missing basically an entire um entire lifespan of the series and then like once you try and get back into it, you're like where did i leave off and yes oh yeah i left off and there should i i need to go back and reread that story arc and and stuff like that should i read the story because it was at the middle of a story arc should i go back and read it at the beginning and then and you don't do remember it, exactly yeah. what was going on when you stopped reading you know what i mean so you, you have to go back a yeah. little bit to refresh your memory yeah it's and then and then you're yeah. like, oh, shoot, another like 30 <laughs> or 40 chapters have come out since I started trying my reread yes! of it. And you're like, oh, yes! well, you know what? I'm always going to be behind. Right. So, no, and it's totally understandable. I think we all have those <laughs> mangas just because of like the weekly structure of, of the uh, yeah. mangas. But again, I really did enjoy Boruto this year. And I think this was definitely the strongest year it's had. And I'm really glad oh. I got back into it in the manga. I don't think I'm going to get into the anime just because, again, like I said, 200, 200 plus episodes um, mm. of, of the anime that I just don't have time to, and there's way too much to watch right. right now. So, but at least with the manga, I could read it while I'm watching something else or doing like yeah, or listening to a podcast and stuff like that. So, I think that this is really going to be how I'm going to experience Boruto moving forward. And I'm glad I did actually try it out this, and this year and get back into it. So, um, very cool. All right. But yeah, uh, Rock, what was your number six manga of the year? My number six manga was My Hero Academia. That's right. Came in oh, the number wow. six spot nice. for me. Bit lower, probably than many people may have expected. Uh, uh, Kohi Horikoshi is uh, has done a great job this year. We're up to, I think, Kevin. We're now up to twenty nine volumes, mm-hmm. and I read it like most things. I read it digitally on the Shonen Jump app, but of course, you can go to Barnes and Nobles and buy the physical copies if you want to do that as well. 
Um, the this year has been for me with my hair academia has been a bit up and down. The last story arc that we just finished with Star and Stripe, I thought was phenomenal, a phenomenal story arc. And I really liked that before the Star and, Star and Stripe story arc, we also returned Midoriya back to UA and the school setting and his classmates and that supporting cast that I love so much. So that was that we've gotten recently. I've really, really liked and has bumped the manga up for me, but everything before that, I just kind of got tired of the, you know, dark Deku being on his own and battling that. It just, I think that just kind of over for me, it overstayed its welcome. What I like about my hair academia is the class together that entire cast of characters together and when it came just about Deku my interest started to wane a little bit that is just me that's what I look for in this title other people probably may have loved that story and that's cool it's just for me I love the dynamics of all the members of the class together operating as a team because there's so many cool characters it just appeals to that Legion of Superheroes fan in me so since we didn't get a lot of that for much of this year, Kevin, that's why I had this at number six rather than maybe uh, higher, you know, in years past. Yeah, and I think this year, was like you said, it was really the Izuku Midoriya show for most of this year. And then also, like, yep. not just his show, it but was. also, like, All for One and really just, like, narrowing in the focus yep. of, like, All for One and, and Midoriya, like, because if, if they are, like, you want to have that ultimate clash that the series is building up because we... This year, we started the final act saga, which, again, it's going to be the, the final saga of the series uh, from what, er, everything that's been said about it. But we still have, like, several story arcs because that doesn't mean that, like, we're in the like, final chapters. It just means that, like, this is the third act of the, ser- of the series and that he's entered into. So it still has a ways to go. But um, and mm-hmm. I think with everything that happened with the villains um, at the end of last year, um, Horikoshi de- definitely wanted to focus in on just developing this new world order that he he established at the end of last year. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and, and the art continues to be great. I got to say the art continues to be really good. Yeah. There's no doubt that uh, there is a bit of, mm-hmm. you know, save your, save your energy for the big yeah. moments, right? Horikoshi kind yeah. of keeps it simple in the smaller scenes, right? Keeps it very basic and simple and then just loads it up for the big yeah. scenes, which is cool. I like that the art has really, uh, really has continued to be quite enjoyable and his big moments. I think his big moments, Kevin are even better this year. I think his oh, yeah. art has even got better with the big moments. I think, so, yeah, I, I would say that this is some of the best action we've seen Horikoshi draw yep. in general. Like, um, I agree between like easy to like the different, um, battles that he's gotten into. And like just started in stripes, uh, introduction at the end of this year was just like awesome. Yep. Um, and I think yep. it, it wasn't the writing really for me. It was more the, the yeah. artwork that really drove home, yes. like how how much um, Horikoshi has developed as an artist. Because again, like you said, um, the smaller moments, you could see that, oh, you know what? I could take, um, I don't have to expend as much energy on these and right. I could be more simple. And I, and again, that's totally understandable because like when you see the action yeah. scenes that you get this year for um, awesome. all the fights, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. And this is like, this is what you uh, uh, want from any manga. And so it's like, yeah. you have those awesome moments. And so it makes those understandable where like, maybe the characters aren't detailed and it's more like distance. Like we got in a recent chapter with the class 1A 
it, it, it makes it understandable where you're like, you'll give them a pass for that stuff. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, like for me, my number six manga is going to be a manga series called Love After World Domination. Uh, Rock, are you familiar with this manga series? I have heard of it. I have not read it, though. So what if I told you this manga series is about what if the Red Ranger from Power Rangers fell in love with the main villain? So like the Red Ranger Uh, falls in love with Rita Repulsa, basically. That is this series in general. And so it's like a, sounds awesome. Right, like right from the opening, it got me because the first chapter is literally the Red Ranger of the series. His name is Fudo Akawi, and and then the villain of the story, the uh, Sumi Magara. They're trying to have like a nice little picnic, and then you see in the background, like all the put, like her basic their putty patrol, and then like his <laughs> his Super Sentai team fighting each other, and they're trying to have a date in the middle of it. But anytime, anytime, like like uh, one of the their one of their allies comes to see them they're, they start fighting and make it look like they're like having this intense fight but they're like oh no this is the first time they held hands or something like that and they're like in the middle of the fight and so it's like that's really the first setup in the first chapter and it's like oh, no. as soon as i read that first chapter like because i actually just read this ser- started reading this series uh, last month and it, it has three volumes and this is one of the series that actually you could read it as it's going on right now like in terms of volumes because like i think three volumes have released in japan and three volumes have repeated just started really uh, all three volumes are okay. in the United States as well. Um, is this on the Azuki app? No, not? it's not. It's not. Okay. It's, a, it's a Kondasha uh, series. But um, like I said, you could read the first three volumes of the that have been released in Japan here in the United States. You could go. I think you go to uh, any store on Comics. All okay. the first three volumes are there. So they're actually right. releasing this pretty quickly here in the United States. And it's definitely one I'm super glad I read last month because I um, I just saw it. And I was just like, you know what? Let me read it. And then once you mix in the Power Rangers aspect of this, I'm just like, you know what? You won me over. And it's just gotten so much fun. I think um, this is another series that where we have a writer and artist each on this. It's uh, Hiroshi Noda. And then uh, uh, for the writing and artwork by uh, Takahiro uh, Wakamatsu. And again, this series is just so much fun. I can't, uh, I have to, say that like if if you're into like power rangers especially if you ever grew up reading that yeah. uh, like watching that stuff this is like a series you got to read just because it's so much fun uh, like i said it's the the way i pitch it to people since i i've re- started reading is just basically the red ranger falls in love with Rita repulsa and just like think of that and just like the hijinks that you'll get into that and just like just the fun <laughs> the, the fun of just hearing that it's just like got me into it so i really recommend this series a lot um again it's not not plot heavy at all it's just all about right. the com- it's really about the comedy but the comedy is so well done in this and like um and you could tell that it, like kondasha recognizes that it's uh really good because they have an anime that's going to come out next year and it just started okay i think it just started um it this series has been going on since like tw- about 2019 um but it's really i think caught on this right. year um because mm-hmm. i think it, it's one of those like month monthly series not just a not a weekly so Mm-hmm. So, but it again, it really does, really knows what it's best at, and it's best at the comedy and just like the gen- general concept of the, like I said, the Red Ranger falling in love with the main villain of this of the series, and just all the silly stuff that you get into that. And uh, Noda and Wakatsumi just do well, like as a creative team, and it's so much fun. Right. Uh, so. Well, you you sold me, Kevin. Yeah. I, I, you sold me with with the description of Red Ranger falls in love with Rita Repulsa. Yeah. And that right there, Kevin, <laughs> will guarantee that I run out and read this manga. Guaranteed. Yeah. I, yeah so that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. If you want like a com- like a com- like a fun comedy manga, just again, I can't recommend this one enough. It's so much fun, and I 
And I'm so glad, like last month, I, I just randomly like was at a Barnes and Noble and just saw, saw it. And I was just like, what is this about? And I read that, read it. And I was like, I need, I need to buy this. So I was like, Fantastic. and I'm so glad I did. So, so again, like I said, I think three volumes have been released so far and, um, and it, it's both in Japan and, um, and here in the United States. So it's, like I said, it, they're pretty much keeping consistency in terms of like, uh, where to release window. I hopefully a couple more volumes get released here eventually. Cause I, I do believe think that they're like around chapter 50 or 60 or, or something like that for the series so hopefully like we get okay. more more out here or like it appears on the zuki app because i was like as soon as i read it i was like is it on a zuki no and i was very very disappointed yeah uh, so uh, but, but yeah no i highly recommend it it's one that on i zuki, get on that yeah 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 <laughs> just uh you can purchase it on comiXology or like any bookstore so like i highly recommend going out and seeking it out um all right awesome well rock what what is your number five manga of the year my number five is Sakamoto Days. That's right. This one is from Yuto Suzuki. It is a Shueisha uh, title, which means we get it through Viz over here. And it is on the digital Shonen Jump service. And right now, Kevin, I, there are no physical volumes for sale in the States. The first volume will be on sale in April of 2022. Currently, there's four volumes over in Japan, but we'll get the first one in April. And I definitely recommend if you're not a member of the Shonen Jump uh, uh, app, that you definitely run out and get the physical copy when the first volume comes out in April. It's well worth it. We've reviewed this title on the this podcast for quite some time now, and I love it. I think Suzuki is doing a wonderful job delivering probably, yeah, it's 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 probably one of the best action comedies you're going to find out there right now. It's just hilarious. The action is very cool. The comedy is wonderful. The characters are all great and they all have good chemistry with each other. It is a blast to read and it's been a lot of fun, Kevin, because this came out in November, November 21st, 2020. That's when the first chapter came out. It has been really enjoyable over the past year and what a year and a month seeing Suzuki's artistic skills mature and grow over the course of the past year, because they really have. You can see how Suzuki is honing his craft. And I love to see an artist who has the passion and dedication to improve themselves. And it's just fun to see them as they grow and as their art continues to grow and evolve and become better and better and better. And really Suzuki's just, he's getting, he always had the comedy down and the facial expressions down. He's getting the action down better and better. So I love it. I definitely recommend it. If you like action comedies, this one is definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And I think that that's really like the biggest thing that I've, seen with, with uh, Sakamoto days is that just Suzuki is just getting better when both the writing and artwork and you, you could tell like as he's going along each chapter he's like finding ways to refine the series and just make everything about it better yep. and just like stand out and I think really that's the biggest thing that stood out for me Sakamoto days outside of the characters is just like Suzuki as a creator like growing yeah and unlike Kaiju number eight um, Suzuki has done a great job fleshing out Taro Sakamoto, the main character, while still developing an awesome cast of supporting characters. I mean, Shin and Lou, 
they're fantastic. Uh, Sakamoto's wife, Aoi, I mean, the, the, yeah. the supporting cast for this title is awesome, but at no point does Suzuki forget, hey, I got to make sure my main character yeah. gets plenty of attention too. So really well done. And it's not just the main cast that we've been introduced to, but this year we've also got introduced to like things like the order yeah. and stuff like that. So you, oh, yeah. you could see like how now, like, okay, I got the base work of like the main characters. Now let me unlock the full potential of this series by yes. getting wild with all like the other assassins that I want to like have planned out and things like that. So it's, he definitely has found his groove this, this year with, with the series. Suzuki's world building, Kevin keeps getting better and better. It really yeah. has. The world building has improved during this year as this year has progressed it just you, you just get more and more fascinated by this world that Sakamoto days inhabits it's just yeah. it's well done definitely worth checking out yeah yeah and then so for me my number five will be spy x family so this was hey, actually hey. mine probably my favorite manga of last year um so mm-hmm. it, it did fall a little bit but that's mostly just because this year um was mostly dominated by the like this big story arc that we just wrapped up with uh your uh, your forger's um, examination of her, like, does she want to give up the assassin life and stuff like that? Yep. And I think really that was what dominated this year. And while it was a lot of fun, they, there was a lot of great moments. And though is still like doing really well with like the comedy aspect of the series. And I think he's really improving when it comes to the action. I think the story arc just went on like maybe like three or four chapters a little bit too long. Um, That's fair. For, for my taste, but. Um, because I think Endo really, when he's at his best with Spy X Family, is like the one shot nature of the stories, like where you get this one or two chapter story of like Yor or Anya or Lloyd, like a focus on their characters and like some of the balancing the comedy and the action. I think he does such yeah. a good job when he does like the one shot stories or like the two part stories. Um, and I think mm-hmm. he, you could tell that he was testing out, like, can I tell like a long, typical shonen uh, manga story yep. arc that, that is like 12 chapters or 14, 15 chapters long. Can I do that? And as this, this, this story arc with your went on, like he was getting better and refining the story arc. Um, but I, it just did feel like it started going on a little bit too long for my taste, just because again, this is the, his first foray into it. And hopefully like with, with um, exploring longer story arcs, maybe we'll get like, oh, like four or five chapter story arcs instead of like I said, we've gotten one or two uh, chapters usually is his focus for a story um yep. so hopefully like he's learned a lot of good lessons with with this um recent one and but overall it's still just so much fun and it's a series where i always have a smile on my face reading every chapter just because like he gets the character <laughs> yeah. so well and what mm-hmm. works for the character so that every like both he, uh your and anya's uh your and anya's relationship as uh, mother daughter is getting developed L- lloyd is getting developed as a character like where he started off as a very stoic guy where he like being around his family, you could tell like is bringing out an actual personality out of his, out of him where he didn't yep. previously had because he was all like super on his job and things like that. And so he's done a really good job opening up these characters. And then Anya herself is just a like a comedy genius with like all her expressions that she gives. And again, Endo, while his art style is simple, it's so like well done and detail yes. like detailed in, in its own way because it works for the, the world that he's created and. I think Anya Absolutely. is the best example of that, of like, just how, like her facial expressions when she reads people's minds and like, she's like, <laughs> what? You said what? No. And just yeah. like the, the, that shocked expression is like, no matter how many times I see that of, of her, like it's always, it's always the same expression, but it always hits the same way as like, like you just laugh at it. So 
She um, knows how to mug to the camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like this is is that Deadpool breaking the fourth wall without like without feeling like it's always breaking yeah. the fourth wall. So it's it, it, it's just a lot of fun, and I'm super pumped that like it's got an anime that's going to be coming out, and hopefully we're going to get a trailer for it uh, next week on um at, at the at, at the Jump Festa. So I'm really excited for that, and I believe like about you could six of it's been collected in eight volumes so far in japan six of them that have come out here in the united states already um or will be will be out here um yeah so six volumes have come out here in the united states so if you're you haven't been reading on the viz media app and love reading on the physical this is like definitely a manga you don't want to miss out on um and it's just going to get even more popular like with the animated i I think that um it's already Mm -hmm. one of the top 10 manga um sales and i think jumping on right now is going to be a, the best time just because there's so much to read on it. And like I said, you could either get it on the individual volumes or you could read it on the Viz Media app. So I highly recommend it. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah. So um, Rock, what is your number four manga of, of the year? All right. My number four manga is the Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Oh, yeah. This manga is brought to us by to Sukia, I hope I pronounced that properly. You, you, uh, you can find. I believe there is. Hmm, I believe currently there are in Japan. I know there's six volumes. I don't know. I think there's only one volume. Yes, there's only one volume for sale right now in the states, and you can also read it digitally over on the Azuki app. And this one is, it's published by Micro Magazine. It is, it's fantastic. This manga is awesome. It centers on Toru Hiroshima, who is the right-hand man for the Sakuragi Yakuza family. And he's super violent. And he's just unchained he's so violent and scary that he is called the demon of sakuragi and i mean just nothing stops this guy and his boss one day calls him in for a new mission kevin and that new mission for the demon of sakuragi his new mission is to babysit the boss the boss's daughter that's right yeka yeka sakuragi little girl the demon has to babysit her. And the hilarity ensues, Kevin. Hilarity ensues from, the, from there. It is absolutely a, it, it's a straight up comedy series. It's, um, there is some action in it, but I would not, I mean, it's not like an action comedy like Sakamoto Days. It's not, not that level of action. It's more, uh, it's more comedy with a little bit of slice of life sprinkled in there and a little bit of action sprinkled in there. And that's what you get. But it is funny. It is hilarious seeing uh, Hiroshima's character being placed as in all these situations as a babysitter is just so funny. It is. It's great. And I know that this series is also getting an anime that's going to come out next year, Kevin. So I would expect once that anime comes out, you might see this series uh, get a little bit more popular, but it's it's just so much fun. If you like comedies, definitely, definitely check this one out. It's it, and the art's nice. The art is is very solid. 
as well. I wouldn't say the art is the strength of the title. I think the characters in the story are, are probably the strength of the title, but the art is also solid and well done. It's, it's very funny. I, I would definitely recommend it. Nice. And um, yeah, because I know this is one of those that is on, on Viz, right? Or is it on Azuki? It's on Azuki. Azuki. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. N- nice. Yeah. And it's good to hear that it's not just because uh, I think there's another uh, Yakuza uh, manga series on like Viz Media. And I know that's more action. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad that like, even though it's following that Yakuza storyline that we, we've seen so many times, it's leaning more into comedy. Because I think, right. especially when you get into the Yakuza storytelling for like the gang, basically the gangs in Japan, I think it's always better when you do right. the comedy aspect of it and just doing a comedy route instead mm-hmm. of going serious. Because sometimes those serious mangas don't really do as well with the, um, with the Yakuza tone of it. So I'm glad that it's Agreed. focusing more on the comedy aspect of it. Definitely. I, it's, 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 uh, I think most people will enjoy it. It's definitely taking a peek at. Nice. Yeah. So um, for me, my number four is another manga that I actually just started reading um, in the past month or so, which is uh, Blue Lock. Um, it's a soccer, oh. soccer manga. Yeah. So th- this is basically based around oh. Japan is incredibly frustrated that they haven't been able to win a world cup. And so they hired this coach that his name is uh, Jinpachi Ego, and he's all about basically living up to his name of Ego. So he decides to create this. <laughs> he creates this facility called Blue Lock that he wants to uh, create the world's best striker. And he's all about, um, you know what? The striker needs to be the most selfish person on the team. I'm going to break everything you know about a team sport. And like you thinking right. that you have to pl- play this as a team sport is completely wrong. So you, if you're going to be the best striker in the world, you have to be completely selfish and let your ego take over. And that's where we find kind of. So basically be Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. Yeah, exactly. So that's what he's basically <laughs> trying to find is like the Cristiano Ronaldo of Japan. And because yeah. Japan is super frustrated that they haven't won a World Cup. And that's where we find our main character specifically of uh, Yuchi uh, Isagi, who has this team concept. But in, in like, it's not really spoiling too much because again, it's the first very first chapter. Like he right. hears this and he's like, his his mind gets broken because he's like I I've grown up thinking soccer is a team sport we all got to play together but when like he like oh. ego opens up the door says like all right er- everybody that wants to become like do this and wants to become the world's best striker I'm going to open the mm-hmm. doors and you could start rushing out and who's the first one that rushes out is is our main character Isagi because he's like no I want to do this because this is my dream and so it's like it's very opposite of like almost any manga series that you read. In terms of like the main character yeah. about p- the power of friendship, right? And so yeah, there's a teamwork. lot of that in, there, and teamwork. And so, um, but this and even with soccer, like oh, it is a, supposed to be a team sport, kind of um, just like football and so- football and soccer are the ultimate team sports in this. But here, like they're really going into like you got it, like you said, Rock of the Cristiano Ronaldo. Like the, you, yeah. we're going to raise the best striker in the world, and to be the best striker, yeah. you got to be incredibly selfish. And so, like you yeah, constantly true. see it, like constantly <laughs> see this with the, with this um, manga series that Isagi he wants to play teams like as a team. That's what he, that's what he's grown up with. And then, like you could see as every chapter goes on, like that concept being broken, and that like he goes from thinking of it as like a team sport to thinking of as, yeah. um, as an individual and being like, okay, I'm going to pass the ball here to my teammate, but it's just so that I could get a better positioning. I could get, I, I'm u- basically he's just using his teammates to. Um, become a better striker and like you see that dynamic where basically you have 300 people trying to all get this one spot of 
striker for the Japan World Cup team. So and and he starts mm-hmm. off at rank two ninety nine, and he has to work his way up to to the number one spot. Um, so again, right. it's super interesting, and it's not one one that I thought I would get into, but I really got into the concept in general of like of this, and I I always enjoy a good sports manga, anyways. Um, and this one really got got me interested, and in just like and you could tell that even Kondasha recognizes that this series is really good because like um, it just started getting released here in the United States this year. And in Japan, they've released, I believe, let me take a look here, six, uh, 16 chapter, uh, sixteen volumes so far. And they just started releasing it here in the United States, translated, and they actually released nine cha- nine volumes this year alone for this series. So, you, like, that kind of indicates mm-hmm. that Kondasha recognizes this is a series that we should need to get out there right away. So, um, right. So, they basically started from March of this year to November of this year. They basically were releasing one volume per month. Of the series, oh, okay, which wow. is not normal. Yeah, okay, which is not yeah. normal. Usually, it's yeah, like, it's not normal. Like, right. Usually, what oh, you get three volumes a year, maybe that's it. And so, like to get maybe, nine, yeah, like one a quarter. Get, if you're lucky, one a quarter. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Uh, so, so for it to release like nine nine volumes this year alone, it just shows you. Like I think Kanashi recognized that <laughs> it is, and it's getting an anime series too. That's going, I believe, debut next year as well. That's cool. Um, so, but again, I think if you're into soccer or just in sports, man- uh, sports manga or anime in general, this is actually really one that I re- highly recommend to check out. It has very much that Prince of Tennis vibes with the main character. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like I said, if you're into sports uh, manga um, or anime or just like a, um, you're into any like soccer, um, I highly recommend mm-hmm. um, checking out Blue Lock because it's definitely one of the best series and. I'm really glad that I just really just binge uh, read the, the those nine volumes o- over like Thanksgiving break. So right, and nice. that's about chapter 70, 70 I believe uh, volume nine collects up to chapter seventy six, and they're at like in Japan they're at, at like one hundred fifty something. But so I'm really looking forward to like more volumes being released here, and it's another series that I'm just like ah, I need it on a like Comics All Unlimited or like a Suki to pick this up because. I want to be reading where it's at right now because it's really, really getting good from what I've read in the first nine right. volumes. Nice. That's interesting. Well, I'm a big fan of European football. Yeah. And so I'll probably read this. And it's funny because Japan's, you know, their their national team generally not that good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly. It's true to form. I mean, look, I think the best Japan has ever done, Kevin, in the World Cup was get to the round of 16. Mm-hmm. And they've only ever done that three times. So. That's not a lot of success right there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and that's the general that's concept. Cool. Of, that's, that's interesting. A, yeah, and that's the general concept of this is that they're tired yeah. of being, not being good at in the World Cup and not winning the World Cup. So they're, they're like, you know what? We're going to take nat- our national pride and take it to the next level when it comes to soccer. And again, this is another, yeah. ser- this is another series too that it's a creative team of uh, the writer is, I'm sorry, I didn't mention this before, but the writer is uh, Minuyuki Kaneshiro and the artist is uh, Yusuke uh, Namura. So Again, you have another creative team where like one one person's focusing on writing and another's drawing, and, and it's really benefiting to both because like the at least the first nine volumes that I've read, both sides are very mm. consistent the entire way through. There's like cool. So um, I highly like if you're into soccer, if like I said, or like into just general sports manga and anime, because I know that's a big thing for for people. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend just checking this out. And the anime is gonna come out um next next year hopefully and so i'm going to be very interested to see how they translate it into uh anime because i think it's pro- probably one of those that will get into that prince of tennis or 
are, are uh, free and stuff like that, that I think people really will enjoy. Yeah, that's it. I'm fascinated by it. And the concept of a Japanese manga that focuses on being selfish yeah. and individualistic is just so yeah. bizarre and fascinating because Japanese manga generally yeah. they generally focus on teamwork yeah. and friendship and working together and the 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 uh sum total is greater than each individual part you know having a story kevin that focuses on being selfish and individualistic is far more american yeah far, that's exactly what i would describe as an american story yeah <laughs> not at all a japanese story and it's it, interesting it, it, though I'll, I'll definitely read it and when you think about it it's also like just a, in general just like outside of japan mo this is how most athletes are like they're very like oh yeah, like yeah even though yeah, there's yeah. a lot of team sports like a lot of them are looking out for their individual like uh, needs as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I said, it's very interesting to read this. And I was very surprised like that, like I said, with the first chapter that the main character is the first one that rushes out the door says like, you know what? I accept, accept this challenge and stuff like that. So, cause you don't get that from a main nice. character either. Like, cause usually the main character, like you said, is about French, the power of friendship and how, how we're, yeah. all, how we're all like lifting everybody up around him. And in this series is more right. about like, how could I use you against, so I could achieve my goal because I'm just using you. So it's like that mentality of like <laughs> is very, very unique to the series. And like I said, I highly recommend it. It's nine, nine volumes are out uh, here in the uh, United States. And you could check it out. On, I, you could check it out either on Comixology or like any bookstore. So I highly recommend going out to read this. So Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Now, Rock, what, what is your number three manga of the year? In the number three spot, Kevin Cloxton, Mashal, Magic, and Muscles. This one is brought to us by Hajimi Komoto. It is published by Shueisha, which means we get it through Viz over here. You can, of course, read it on the Shonen Jump app digitally. And I believe currently there are three physical volumes in print over in the States. I, I believe there are, uh, I believe there's nine total but I think we have three over here in the States at the moment. So you can run over to Barnes and Nobles and get at least the first three volumes. This is just awesome. I love, love, love this manga. This manga is very much in, I, if I had to describe it, I would describe it as Harry Potter meets one punch man with the sprinkle of Kanikuman on top of it. That's how I would describe this manga. It's, yeah, yeah. it's great. It's it's really cool. The main character, Mash Burn Dead, is is similar to um, Saitama in One Punch Man in that he's very OP, and he gets his powers seemingly just from you know regular regular regimented workout, and suddenly he's got these superpowers of the super strength and 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 toughness and whatever. It's and the the it's got the magic aspect of Harry Potter and that, you know, you got the magic schools and that kind of thing. And then it's got the wrestling fighting aspect of Kinikamon where they square off with each other. And, and Matt, I mean, mash will break out all sorts of wrestling moves while he's fighting these wizards, which is cool. And that's part of the, the part of the, the fun is mash. It's a world where everyone has magic powers. Yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. right. So everyone's yeah. training to be a wizard and the big goal in life, you go to one of these prestigious magic academies and the top students compete from those academies. They compete to become a divine visionary. That's like the creme de la creme 
right of of the wizard world and so everyone's competing that's the ultimate goal but everyone's got magic powers and and it's and if for some reason you're born without magic powers you're killed from at, at birth just boop you're done you're killed mash doesn't have magic powers but what he has is this insane super strength and he can use a super strength to do all sorts of crazy superhuman feats like create tornadoes and do all sorts of crazy stuff right and he just takes everyone down just demolishes everybody and he's not the smartest like Kanikuman, not the smartest and kind of like in one punch man very very blunt and deadpan right but he's a good friend and so it's just it's a great there's some good comedy in it but it is an act unlike sakamoto days which i think is probably comedy forward than action this national magic muscles is more action forward comedy mm-hmm. second um but you get good comedy the art is awesome komodo is very very good artist the art is the art is slick it is a very slick style of artwork and the action scenes are amazing and it's very consistent the art is as well it looks gorgeous so you got great characters it's classic shonen manga and that it's all about the team it's all about friendship it's all about the team and the and through friendship and teamwork you can defeat villains who are more uh, uh, who are just stronger than you are. So it has that classic shonen uh, message to it, but it just, it looks great. It's a blast to read. So if you like action manga with really nice artwork, this is for you. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which is what I also appreciate as well, is it never takes itself too seriously. And it knows when to poke fun at itself because one of the characters, one of one of Mash's sidekicks, Dot Barrett, is He's a he's he's a parody of a, of a manga shonen manga protagonist, and he even thinks he is one that he's the protagonist in this manga, and even talk, refers to himself like that. So the, the manga never takes itself too seriously, which I really appreciate. And Komodo knows what he's doing; he's carrying out a shonen trope, and he and he, and he winks at it, which mm-hmm. which makes it a lot more fun. It's it's a it's a blast to read. Yeah, and, and I know that we did an episode where like uh, we read the first couple story uh, story yep. arcs and reviewed them as well for for the um, podcast. But I will have to admit that after re- doing that podcast, I've fallen off it just because I haven't had the time to go back and read like catch up and all that stuff. So, but it's definitely yep. on my list of like things I want to catch up on. And it's good to hear that it's still like the quality read that we read oh. from the first couple chapter, first couple story arcs that we reviewed on this uh, podcast. Komodo's done an even better job of building out the world, Kevin. Oh, nice. So the world is even larger and even more detailed and expansive. And so I think that's the biggest strength of this yeah. year's. We, we're, I mean, he is just doing a wonderful job building out this really rich universe for this hey. manga. And it just, it just got, it made it, it's made it even more interesting than it was in the first mm-hmm. uh, couple of story arcs. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like that Harry Potter thing of like, those first couple story arcs is like mm-hmm. the first couple books of like you're just getting introduced to this world. The same, same with the main yep. characters, like he's getting introduced to to the world, and you're on, you're discovering it along with the character from like what I got into um, for uh, first couple story arcs that we reviewed. And I think that's what I like about like that's why I liked Harry Potter because like you feel like you're discovering the world alongside the main character. And I think yep. uh, Mashal does a good job with that, and I'm glad that to hear that it's still doing that of uh, you discovering more and more of this world because it's not like Oh, yeah. this is new stuff. It's all just stuff that um, is part of the world. You're, it's just that now you're you're actually getting to see it. Yep, absolutely. And, and the main villain, 
the big villain that, you know, the big boss that we're going after mm-hmm. the, this whole manga is building toward. His name is Innocent Zero. Great name for a villain. <laughs> that is a great name for a villain. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I'll definitely have to check it out. Maybe like during the Christmas, New Year's break, I'll be reading that series so that, and catching up where nice. and adding it to my re- regular list. So awesome for well, for me, my number three manga is Sakamoto Days. Um, I really enjoyed this. Hey. And, and I know you had it a little bit lower on your, you had it lower on your list, Rock, but for myself, it is one of my top three. And um, I think one of the things that really stands out with Sakamoto Days is that Suzuki is just getting better and better with every story, like every mm-hmm. chapter, I feel like. And it's one of those, like, unlike we said about uh, my criticism with Kaiju number eight, I feel like Sakamoto Days, as it's gone on, it's just, finding it it's groove with with how how to pace every story every chapter like with with the characters and the comedy aspect of each character so that even though like there's a lot of comedy with each character you could there's still stuff about the characters that you never feel like you're undermining who they are or what their abilities are you're always like in any moment you could take them seriously and like their fighting ability seriously and it doesn't feel out of character because i think that's a problem with comedy mangas a lot of the times that like especially when they their action they have a lot of action in it that um sometimes when the the characters start acting badass it doesn't it doesn't feel right and then with this series it doesn't it's like everything's part of this world where you got everybody in the sakamoto family like they're each very silly in their own right but once like this fights gets down and like as the fight goes on um like you have the drunk style or you have like um uh, I want to say Sakamoto's um, teammate or whatever, but um, like what oh, is Shin? Shin, like like you you take him like his development. It's not like out of character for for his character to like develop his own fighting style and yeah. um and things like that. And you f- you feel like they're always he's always developing more and more like these characters and opening them up more to do more stuff. And nothing feels out of like I said out of character. Um, and then just Sakamoto in general, I think, especially with these last few um, chapters that we got in where he got into his big, like the biggest fight that he's had so far. I think he's done a good job with developing where he wants to de- um, take the character going into 2022 um, and things and exploring just the world in, ge- in general. And I think really what's helped this uh, series out a lot is introducing the order and introducing like the members of the order and and like along with the Mr. X villain, like the big bad that we've we've had and like the most recent chapters getting kind of starting to dive into Mr. X um, after we got dove into like every character in the order, like that was Sakamoto was a part of and how badass they are. There might, might be even more badass than Sakamoto himself. And so yes. like introducing <laughs> these characters was like, like something that took Sakamoto days from maybe like being like a top five or like, like maybe lower in the ranks where I just shot it up to my top three, really just because I was like, these characters are so awesome. And I'm just, so excited to read more uh, of like each character and i could honestly say that like if he spun any of these characters out or like created a like a manga that was just on the order i would be so excited about it just because he's done such a good job of opening up the the world in general for to explore in so many more details outside of the sakamoto family and i'm very excited for um 2022 for this series i totally agree with you you make a good point about if if he was to ever do any type of spinoff series with like the order. Yeah. yeah all in, all yeah. in on it. That's how good these supporting yeah. cast is. It, it, it could just be about I'd the, old, it could just be about the old man with the katana. And just like, just give me him. Absolutely. Just, like, t- tell me like Done. his backstory. Like, 
and yep. and that's and I that's how I, and totally that's how I agree. feel and that's how I feel about every member because like and that just shows you like when you when you got something and you could like every single new character that you're introducing is just as interesting as our, your main cast you really got some something special and I think that's what Sakamoto Days has done so well it's like no character feels like it's just fat in the series every character has a purpose and, yeah um and, and you're you're into every character it's not just oh like let me add another character just to add another character and it never feels that way so um and again, it's this is like it, it, it sakamoto days just went to another level this year and i think um again suzuki is has something here and i'm really looking forward to what he has planned for like next the next few years and hopefully it gets an anime soon so nice agreed that'd be awesome yeah <laughs> hey, uh rock so what was your number two manga of, of the year well, uh, Kevin, you know this manga title had to be lurking somewhere in my list. You know it had to be lurking somewhere. And yeah, here it is, Spy X Family. Clock in at number two. This I, I read this on the Shonen Jump app, but you can go buy the physical volume. If you so desire, I believe that there are six currently, the first six are currently for sale in the States. So you can do that route if if you want. But I, Tatsu, Tatsu, Tatsuo Endo is just doing such a great job with this title. I'm with you. Uh, fair criticism. We, we review this regularly on the Manga Revolution podcast. So, you know, longtime listeners will know that, yeah, the past story arc went on a scotch too long for both you and uh, me. Having said that, the reason why I have Spy X Family so high, Kevin, is, is this title is just that comfortable pair of pajama pants that comfortable pair of house slippers and that reassuring mug of hot chocolate on a cold winter night that's what this title is to me you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it just wraps you in that warm embrace and it makes you happy and that's what this series does for me and so for that reason it's it's number two on the list i've never i Kevin, I've never um, read a chapter of Spike's Family and not had a big smile mm-hmm. on my face. And my tiny, tiny, cold black heart that everybody likes <laughs> to make fun of, it actually gets a little, it grows a little bit like the Grinch. Yeah. It yeah, does. You can, it you, grows can see, a you can see a little bit of the red color from your heart actually now yes. coming out when you read it, yes, right? You can. <laughs> you can. I just love it. I, I love these characters. I adore, I, I just adore them so much. I think Lloyd and your and Anya are just perfect. There's nothing I would I, I, I would want Endo to do differently than what he's done with these three characters. I, I just I think the chemistry between them is perfect. Yeah. I love how he is growing and developing each of these characters. They get more and more interesting with yeah. every chapter, Evan. I get more and more invested in them. They feel real to me. And I, I just... I'm so invested in this world and in these characters. It, it's like few manga titles out there. I, I've bonded with this, with these characters, like very few titles ever. I, you know, it, it's, it's like your family yeah. walking into your house with your new chapter. Yeah. And I think um, the, it speaks a lot to like how Endo has developed the characters that you feel like every, every chapter, the characters are growing a little bit. You're getting hints of like, grow for for yeah. each character and like by the time you get to the end of a story arc like especially like we got at the end of this one you feel like all three of them grew in some way especially Lloyd and Anya um because yep. Endo does such a good job of like 
make not, not keeping the status quo just the same at, all the time. Yep. There's a little growth every single chapter. It feels like what Trevor's character is being spotlighted. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, so, and, it's, and it's good because I think that gives it more longevity. If you're able to not just keep the status quo going, you want to continue mm-hmm. developing the character and you want to feel like it's more like um, more serialized than instead of just being like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to keep this the same same thing going until it um until you get tired of it because sometimes i think that's the weakest thing of like any comedy manga is that like the characters yep. stay the same the entire time and you don't feel that with spy x family agreed agreed and the artwork i think you summed up well it is beautiful in its simplicity yeah it it, it really is it's ama- it's amazing artwork i like the simple approach it, it's it is beautiful yeah and yeah and again there's like you can make any art style work work well as long as you're dedicated to it and I, you see that with yep. with endo like he's dedicated to his art style that he knows what he's doing and you trust it so mm-hmm. awesome um, yeah for for my number two manga and this is like not not actually a series it was just a one shot it was uh uh fujimoto's look back so this was a, like mm-hmm. one, uh, a manga that we just got it was just a simple one shot but um we did review it here in the uh, revolution podcast and I just loved it. I, I, honestly, like this was just such an amazing read. And like, it goes from being this incredible growing friendship um, with the two main characters and their partnership as be, both being manga fans to like how tragic the conclusion is. Um, and you really feel for the character. You feel how like the events uh, that ha- that take place like towards the, like the second, second half of the series, like you, your heart breaks for the characters and you're like, Man, I can't believe he took took me there, but like it just speaks to the power that he of the first half of the uh, of the story that he wrote, and how you really did feel like you went on this entire like it felt like almost like an, reading an entire manga series from beginning to end. Um, that was like maybe 20, 30 chapters of of development in this one shot. Like I believe it was like about fifty or sixty pages, and you felt that like you right. read you read it was it was much longer than it actually was but that just speaks to Fujimoto's talents as a both a writer and artist that he was able to capture this entire experience of reading it what is a long-running manga series all in one one chapter and it's just like he does such a good job of getting you behind both character both main characters their drive to become mangakas and like if you do te- you do really feel how personal of a story this was for him um and because this was also uh kind of based a little bit on the recent um tokyo animation studio that that caught on fire by an arsonist and like you could feel that like this was a personal story for him um with how especially like the second half of the story went um and i think he did really good job capturing how like a person goes through like a tragedy and has to accept something really really horrible happening to you and the people around you so Mm -hmm. um i again it was it's you can read it on the Viz Media app. I'm, I think the one shot's going to come out physically at some point, um, but I definitely like definitely recommend re- reading it because it's probably like just for being a one shot itself. Like it stands alone and doesn't need you don't need to read more. And it, it's just like almost like a perfect reading experience for for me of what, what we got for with look back. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. So. So again, a little bit of cheating that it's not a manga series, but again, it's just, I think it's still <laughs> one of the, stand, I think it's one of the standout reading experiences of the year. So I highly, I really yeah. recommend any, if you're a fan of manga or just anime in general, just, you got to go check it out. You can read it on the Viz Media app, like I said, and then, um, and 
again, you, you should, everybody should be read, read that one shot. It's, um, it's, it's incredible. So, um, all right, Rock, uh, Rock, what, what is your number one? Ah, man, I cheated too, because number one for me is Chainsaw Man. Look back. That's number one for me. That's nice. right. I gave it nice. the coveted number one spot. I know it's not a series. It's really, it's, it's, you know, I, I get it, but to your point, it was the single greatest reading experience that I've had of any manga, mm-hmm. period, end of story. Nothing came even close to look back for me. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Everything about it was amazing. The art was phenomenal. It was powerful. I love how Fujimoto is able to just go page after page after page with no dialogue at all and just let his incredible artwork carry the story and carry the story it does. It is emotional. It is touching. You don't need the dialogue for Fujimoto to convey his story to you. In fact, I would say, Kevin, that the pages that have no dialogue are probably some of the most powerful moments in the entirety of look back, at least for me, it's, it's so moving. The amount of emotion in the story is phenomenal. It is truly a work of art. It is unlike anything else I have read this year. I I mean, and I, I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. It is phenomenal. I don't usually use the term art very, very often when talking about popular uh, forms of media, this is art yeah. of the highest order. Yeah, and I think um, Chainsaw Man was already a series that looked great, but I think with Look Back, uh, Fujimoto just showed a different strength to his art, and I think this is probably like his best-looking manga like that he's ever drawn. Um, and it's just because he tr- like he trusted his art, yeah. like him, his own talent as an artist, like being like, you know what, I don't need to do any dialogue. My artwork is going to tell the story, and when yep. you have that confidence as an artist... And, and even a writer like a manga mm-hmm. um, that your artwork is going to tell the story, the, the story for several cha- pages, not, not just like one page, like a splash shot for several pages. You get a story through just the artwork alone that just shows how much confidence Fujimoto had like in himself as an artist that like he was able to do that. And he did it extremely well that I would say that this is his best looking ma- manga that he's ever drawn because of that. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else about look back that uh, like you want to mention why it's on your top number one or. Nope. People you need to go read it. I read it on the Shonen Jump app. That's yeah. where you can find it now. But mm-hmm. once it comes out, once it comes out in physical, yeah. uh, a physical copy of it, run out and buy it. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah. And I'm glad, especially with him taking a break from Chainsaw Man, that he was able to do something completely the opposite of what yeah. Chainsaw Man is. And I think that, yeah. you know, you want to see that from your like any creative talent that like them explore like different um, like uh, genres. And this is definitely one thing that he yep. like is nothing like Chainsaw Man. If you're expecting Chainsaw Man, it's not going to be that it's completely different. Oh. And I'm glad that I'm glad that Fujimoto challenged himself to tell a different type of tale with this story, because again, yep. it, it, he did a really, really good job of showing that he's not just a typical shown in um, uh, oh. cre- creator uh, mangaka. Uh, mm-hmm. this, he, he could do, 
he has the versatility to tell so many different stories. And it actually gets me excited for maybe what he's going to do with Chainsaw Man. Maybe he's going to incorporate mm-hmm. some of that story, same storytelling when he comes back to Chainsaw Man Part 2 for that. Um, yep. for, so and that, that's what I hope. Because, again, you want to stretch your muscles as a creator. So you can't just stay one Absolutely. style the entire time. So. Agreed. Awesome. Well, for my number one, again, um, you could probably tell what it is because I, I haven't said it before yet. It's My Hero Academia. Um, I honestly will have to say that <laughs> My Hero Academia, this is personally for me, probably the, my favorite year of chapters for, for the series. Um, I think uh, Horikoshi has really found, found something special with now taking it to this villain story. Um, like where he, like he basically broke all of the hero society and with, with, with all, all for one did last year. And I think he just took it to a new, new level. I, I do sh- share some of your criticism with uh, like Izuku Midoriya, like kind of splitting him off from class 1A. And I think class 1A is really like the strength of this series. But I think what he did with breaking Izuku Midoriya off to like explore more of the world and just the entire status quo with like introducing us to characters like Lady Nagat and Stars and Stripes and uh, and like just kind of what the villain side of things and um, really, really is what lifted My Hero Academia up to be one of my favorites. And then just all for one, really, like I think this entire manga, like outside of his fight, after his fight with All, all Might, like all for one was a non-factor for me, but, like for most of the series. But now, like with 2021's chapters, like all for one took it to the next level where he's like one of the biggest bad guys that in any superhero thing that you'll ever read. And really, like, it gets me excited for whatever comes next because, like, Korokoshi definitely took it to that next level when it came to the villain side of things. And that's kind of what you want, especially, like, after having developed the heroes for so long in this series that you need your villains to be as powerful, if not more powerful, so that you have your the goals for your main characters. And I think this year just kind of showed that, like, why Class 1A is so important to the series that you need not just Izuku Midoriya, but you need Bakugo, you need Ochako, you need... Um, everybody else in class 1A to, to be like by our main character side of Izuku Midoriya because it's not going to just be his, it's not just his story, it's everyone else's story. And I think that this entire um, year kind of exp- uh, really showed that, showcased that because like once Izuku Midoriya is by himself, he's still interesting and all that stuff, but he's not going to be enough and he can't shoulder the burden. He's not this, he's not supposed to be Superman. He, he is more supposed to think of this as, like you said, Legion of Superheroes. It's going to take everybody it's not just going to be um right. so this story goes away yep. from all might because all might really was a superman of the story and that that can't happen anymore. Yeah. it has to be a team effort it has to be um mm-hmm. and that this year really got that idea ahead and, and it is thanks to izuki midoriya going off on his own and showing us that yeah he's not he can't be like what our typical main characters are like goku and stuff like he, he's not gonna do it himself You're, he's not gonna come in with a kamehameha or something like that to finish the day it's gonna take a team effort and um and then just the artwork in general too, like Horikoshi, I think this year was probably like the best string of just art that we got from, from him as well. Like when it came to the action, like, mm-hmm. and I'll criticize his stuff when it comes to the slower moments there, like he does um, kind of, I wouldn't want to say phone it in, but he does like be like, I don't need to put as much effort into the, this scene because he knows that like coming up, he's going to have something huge coming up. Like the entire star and stripe versus Shigaraki fight that was awesome and it's really like the best artwork you you could find in this series at all and like it it makes it like him taking time like not to put not putting too much time into the other stuff like so worth it because you're like he had something big and he wanted to introduce you to characters that even though like Star and Stripe she 
died like in, in her introduction arc but you felt like you were on a journey with her yep. and, like her and then you got so behind her like you felt the disappointment like you felt really disappointed that she died but like the way she went out we were like she went out like even better than all might mm-hmm. did because she did, did something that all might never did and so and that that speaks to yep. the strength of him as a creator that he was able to develop this character and like kill her off and like make her in, like the impact that she has on the series just moving forward so so strong so again that's kind of why my hero academia i think this like 2021 was its strongest year by by a long mile and i it gets me really excited because season five of the anime was more of the setup because we know like having read the series that all of season five is set up and this just reminds you that there's huge things coming up in the anime that like i'm very excited for people to discover this because it's it's one of those things like kind of almost like game of thrones uh, where you're like you know what's com- going on if you read the book and now us reading right. the, reading the manga you're like i'm excited for people to just see what actually happens in the manga because like the anime is going to like blow people's minds of things that we've already read and i'm very oh, yeah. excited for that so oh absolutely so so but yeah that, that's kind of why my hero academia for me was my number one just because again i love this series and i think this year was just took it to another level um but yeah uh, i think that is really like kind of where wrap up is there anything else that we wanted to bring up for this uh our top 10 manga of the year no i'm good it's some good reading this year kevin yeah 2021 was pretty good yeah this was a good year even things that like was not on our list and stuff like that we're just discovering i think this is a good year and i'm glad that the manga industry has started like realized that you got to start bringing stuff more day and date here in the United States. And I hopefully in 20, yes, yes. more and more stuff like coming out day and date and finding subscription service. Cause I think that's the mega industry is just growing and like, don't, don't ignore us for too long. <laughs> Cause there's so many manga. Oh, out there that, seriously. There, there's so many manga out there that I want to talk about, but, or just read because I've heard so many good things, but they're not here. And I, I kind of, hopefully like Kondasha and Swaysha recognize that they should release more of their mangas here. Not just to, like, giving us sample plates like one or right. one or two, one or twice a year for each manga series. I, I you're going to see it increase with each year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw, you saw that with this year, like with uh, what a Suki, a Suki coming out and um, yeah. even Viz, like Viz putting up, I think they, it felt like they doubled their, um, what the mangas that they're simul- publishing this year, this year. And hopefully they continue that. And cause there's so yep. many more mangas that Swish is publishing that they should in- hopefully Hopefully they increase the number of translators that they have on their staff because it's definitely one that um, is worth the investment. Yeah, I think I think you're going to see it. the way you, the way manga is dominating the sales charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be putting more and more of an investment in. Oh yeah, releasing more here. The the more they stomp on everyone else in the sales charts, the more they're going to more of these companies going to be interested in spending more money and bringing more manga over here. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, especially when you see like what. Here, like so, like how Sony and like other companies are investing in in anime and manga. It's, yep. I think it it yep. only behooves these companies to like uh, translate these mangas much quicker and uh, possibly like simultaneously. Yeah, uh, more 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 and more. So hopefully that's that's something that's in the works. Absolutely. So awesome. Well, Absolutely. Me, awesome. Well, Rock, thank you again for joining me on this. It's always fun to take a retrospective of like what's gone on in this year and. Um, I know for next week, we're actually going to be covering the Jump Fiesta. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. We're going to be covering all the news because that's going to be, it will be more anime centric. There will probably be more manga news as well. That's coming out there because we always get some teases of what's going to happen in all your favorite manga series there as well. But we're going to break down any news that comes out of that and also like the anime trailers because 
I know we're excited about like Spike's family, Chainsaw Man, and things sure. like that that are getting their animes in 2022 that we're definitely going to be looking forward to and breaking down the trailers and just talking about like what we're generally excited going into 2022. And that's kind of how we're going to wrap up the year. It's like looking looking ahead with, with all the news that's coming out of the Jump Fest that I'm really, really excited to find out what's cool, what they reveal. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Rock, again, thank you very much for joining me on this episode and hopefully you're having a good holiday season and everyone out there is also as well. So um, and t- until next time, I hope everyone has a good rest of your day. <laughs>